Hi, my name is Marie Olson, and thanks so much for joining me for That Simple Clean Life. Let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to this week's episode of That Simple Clean Life. Today, I wanted to talk about my journey into essential oils, how I got started, and some of the things that I've learned along the way. When I was first introduced to essential oils, I was in the process of obtaining my functional nutritional therapy practitioner certification, and I was invited to an essential oil class by a friend of mine. And I had heard of essential oils, but I knew nothing about them. And so my first question to her, because she told me, oh, you know, you're studying to become a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Essential oils would be a great complement to your practice. I think you should come to this class. And she was a nurse. I knew she knew what she was talking about. And so my assumption was that essential oils had to do with food or nutrition of some kind. And so I said, oh, I said, essential oils, what is that? Is that something that you use to cook with? And she's like, well, (laughs) why don't you come to the class and check it out? And so I went to the class that night and I actually was so intrigued by all of the information that I was learning. And so it actually prompted me to buy a few bottles to try them out in my home. I just loved the way they smelled. And the more that I experimented, the more I realized that these little potent powerhouses were doing amazing things for our family. And so that prompted me to learn more. So those of you that don't know me, I am a lifetime learner. I would probably go to school every day if I could. I love learning new things. Um, My kids think I'm totally weird because (laughs) they are so excited whenever they have a break from school and they just are not as into learning new things as I am. But I've always loved learning. I was always a good student in school. And so I immediately started researching more about essential oils and what they did and why they worked and how to use them most effectively. And that was when I stumbled across the Aroma Head Institute of Essential Oil Studies. And I took their free class and I was just blown away. I learned so much in that free class that that's what prompted me on my whole journey to become a certified aromatherapist. So I took my very first class back in 2015, and I am still taking classes now. I just love learning all new things and different approaches and different ways to blend and utilize essential oils. And so I think I mentioned in the last episode that I fell in love with the conifer oils when I was going through my aromatherapy certification program. One of the other things that I fell in love with that I had never heard of before I started studying to be an aromatherapist is hydrosols. So I assume that I am not alone in having never heard of hydrosols before being introduced to them in my aromatherapy program. So what hydrosols are, are the liquid that's left over after steam distilling the essential oils. So when you steam distill an essential oil, you put the plant parts into the hopper and then you steam distill them. And what comes out through the condenser is the liquid portion along with the oil portion. And as you know, oil and water don't mix. So the oil, depending on what kind of essential oil it is, will either sink to the bottom or rise to the top. Hydrosols are 
the aqueous portion of the distillation, and they carry all of the water-soluble components of the plant in solution, as well as microscopic droplets of the essential oils in suspension. So every liter of hydrosol contains between 0.05 and 0.2 milliliters, or less than 1% of dissolved essential oil, depending on the water solubility of the plant and the distillation process. They also contain some of the acids from the distillation process of the plant, which can explain some of their observed anti-inflammatory properties. Now, because hydrosols are water-based, it's best to store them in the refrigerator. They're typically good for anywhere from one to two years, but they have numerous benefits. They can serve as the base of a product. For example, if you were making a cream or a lotion or a cleanser, they can be the base. Rather than using regular water, you can use a hydrosol. They're also really effective as toners for the skin. They're very cooling and anti-inflammatory. And they can be a great addition to room sprays or gel-based products. And these are typically safe on infants and young children. So this is something that you can use on children that are too young to benefit from essential oils. They're usually perfectly safe using hydrosols instead. You can use these when you're making clay masks or other clay-based products. And they're so versatile in scent properties and the ways that you can use them. One hydrosol that you may be familiar with and not realize it is witch hazel. I did not realize until I went through my training that witch hazel is actually a hydrosol. I grew up using witch hazel as a teenager to help with acne and um, I used it as part of my skincare regimen not even realizing that it was a hydrosol, but it is very helpful at uh, reducing inflammation. Um, if you have any kind of itching or rashes, it's a really nice, cooling, calming treatment for your skin. One of the hydrosols that I discovered as part of my blending portion of my class was sweetgrass hydrosol. I absolutely love Sweetgrass Hydrosol. It is my favorite of all the hydrosols that I tried. And I made an absolutely fabulous room spray using Sweetgrass. They're just very energizing and uplifting and just really enhances the room whenever I use it to spray my office. I love using that right before I'm about to dive into another studying session to really help to increase my mental clarity. And it's a sweet scent, almost reminiscent of fresh cut grass. So if you're one that really likes that aroma, then I would encourage you to check out Sweet Grass Hydrosol. But I absolutely love using hydrosols as just a spritz, as like a quick wake me up during the day, especially if you're storing it in the fridge because it's nice and cool. And I live in Arizona where it's very dry and very hot, especially in the summer. And it's just a great pick-me-up to grab a bottle of hydrosol out of the fridge, give my face a quick spritz for the moisture 
and also um, just that uplifting aroma that they have. So I would love to know if you have ever heard of hydrosols or if you have ever used one or if you haven't, if there's one in particular that you are very curious about. So think about some of your favorite essential oils that are steam distilled and think of uh, which hydrosols you might want to try that come from that same process that you could maybe incorporate into your routine. So some others that you may be familiar with are Roman chamomile, lavender, peppermint. There's lots of options for hydrosols. And I have some great resources for where you can obtain some in the show notes. So be sure and check those out. I do believe that you get a discount if you use my referral code. So it's a great way to give some hydrosols a try that maybe you haven't tried in the past and would like to check out now as a result of this little drop of education that I've shared with you on today's episode. Thanks so much for dropping by, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Join me next week when I'll be sharing products you might want to ditch and switch in your personal care arsenal, as well as what to look for when you're reading labels. My goal with this podcast is to provide short, easy-to-digest snippets of essential oil education, as well as share information about ditching and switching from a more toxic option to a less toxic option. I plan to have one new episode every week, usually on Wednesdays, so join me for a midweek minute and break from your day to learn about ways to relax and unwind with essential oils and other things to help you with that simple clean life. Thanks for joining me and have a great day.